Hey friends, and welcome to the podcast. You're listening to A Walk with Friends, and it's me, your friend, Marcella. And for this series, we are walking through the word, through the epistle of Apostle Paul, Thessalonians. In today's episode, we will be doing 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. After this chapter reading, there will be a Bible study, so stick around. But for now, let's jump in. You yourselves know, dear brothers and sisters, that our visit to you was not a failure. You know how badly we had been treated at Philippi just before we came to you, and how much we suffered there. Yet our God gave us the courage to declare his good news to you boldly, in spite of great opposition. So you can see, we were not preaching with any deceit or impure motives or trickery. For we speak as messengers approved by God to be entrusted with the good news. Our purpose is to please God, not people. He alone examines the motives of our hearts. Never once did we try to win you with flattery, as you well know. And God is our witness that we were not pretending to be your friends just to get your money. As for human praise, we have never sought it from you or anyone else. As apostles of Christ, we certainly had a right to make some demands of you, but instead, we were like children among you, or we were like a mother, feeding and caring for her own children. We loved you so much that we shared with you not only God's good news, but our own lives too. Don't you remember, dear brothers and sisters, how hard we worked among you night and day? We toiled to earn a living so that we would not be a burden to any of you as we preached God's good news to you. You yourselves are our witnesses, and so is God, that we were devout and honest and faultless toward all of you believers. And you know that we treated each of you as a father treats his own children. We pleaded with you, encouraged you, and urged you to live your lives in a way that God would consider worthy. For he called you to share in his kingdom and glory. Therefore, We never stop thinking, God, that when you received this message from us, you didn't think of our words as mere human ideas. You accepted what we said as the very word of God, which of course it is. And this word continues to work in you who believe. And then, dear brothers and sisters, you suffered persecution from your own countrymen. In this way, you imitated the believers in God's churches in Judea who because of their belief in Christ Jesus, suffered from their own people, the Jews. For some of the Jews killed the prophets, and some even killed the Lord Jesus. Now, they have persecuted us, too. They fail to please God and work against all humanity as they try to keep us from preaching the good news of salvation to the Gentiles. By doing this, they continue to pile up their sins, but the anger of God has caught up with them at last. Dear brothers and sisters, After we were separated from you for a little while, though our hearts never left you, we tried very hard to come back because of our intense longing to see you again. We wanted very much to come to you, and I, Paul, tried again and again, but Satan prevented us. After all, what gives us hope and joy? What will be our proud reward and crown as we stand before our Lord Jesus when he returns? It is you, 
Yes, you are our pride and joy. Study of 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. Paul addresses here the attacks of the pagan Gentiles and the Jews in that location that were clinging to their traditional faith. They were accusing Paul of his insincerity because when he was under attack and persecution, he left Thessalonica to Berea so soon. And so Paul is pointing out what the Thessalonians know to be true, that he didn't preach to them in vain or for any selfish gain. As a matter of fact, Paul shares how they were beaten and put in stocks in Philippi just before getting to the Thessalonians. Let's read that together. Acts 16, verses 20 through 24. New King James Version. And they brought them to the magistrates and said, These men being Jews exceedingly trouble our city. And they teach customs which are not lawful for us being Romans to receive or observe. Then the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates tore off their clothes and commanded them to be beaten with rods. And when they had laid many stripes on them, they threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to keep them securely. Having received such a charge, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. Paul is explaining in this letter to the Thessalonians in response to their questions that they, Paul, Silas, Timothy, are messengers entrusted by God and that their ministry was not personal choice but divine appointment. As we remember from episode one, the reason that they're in Macedonia is because of the vision that God had given them of the man calling them to come help them. Paul mentions how God alone judges the motives of their hearts and reminds the Thessalonians of what he and Silas have done and been through, not to prove themselves to them for their sake, but for the sake of the gospel. Paul knew that his enemies in that area were attempting to discredit Paul's intentions in order to discredit Paul's message. But Paul reminds them, the Thessalonian believers, that he was there to preach Christ and not for any selfish motive. Paul denies using flattery, and the definition of flattery is excessive and insincere praise, given especially to further one's own interests. Instead, Paul preached boldly that everyone was a sinner who needed to be saved by the grace of God. Paul also mentions how he did not choose to exercise his right for financial support as mentioned in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 3-14, through 14, which makes mention of those who labor for God. Paul mentions that according to the law of Moses, it says, You must not muzzle an ox to keep it from eating as it treads out the grain. Paul mentions how this was written so that the one who plows and the one who threshes the grain might both expect a share of that harvest. And in this in these verses, it mentions how those who labor for God ought to be provided for in food and shelter and such. But instead of being provided for as they're laboring for God, Paul mentions how he worked night and day to earn their own living. Paul was actually a tent maker. He worked early and late, 
doing these things to provide for himself so that he would not be a burden to his converts. The actions of Paul showed that his ministry was not motivated by selfish desire, but to grow the Thessalonian believers. His interest was to love them, preach Jesus, and see them flourish and thrive. He explains how he nurtured them as a mother does an infant, and how he comforted and challenged them as a loving father would his children. Paul's ultimate goal was for the believers to walk worthy of God, reminding them that they have been called for this purpose and that God would surely empower them. As Philippians 1.6 says, He who has begun a good work in you will complete it. As Christians, you and I can have the same goals that Paul had, to have divine approval from God and not men and the reward at the judgment seat of Christ. Paul encouraged the Thessalonians to remain faithful to the word they received as words from God, even under persecution. And he makes mention that they actually are imitating the church of God in Judea in their suffering as they suffered and as Christ suffered by his own people. The Thessalonian church was now facing persecution from those Greek Gentiles who were worshiping the pagan idols and the religious Jews in that area. But in spite of all the persecution that even Paul was facing in ministering and the opposition that Satan brought to him, Paul continued to look beyond the trials to the joy of being in the presence of our Lord Jesus and being with the Thessalonian Christians, calling them his crown because they would prove the genuineness of his work in Christ. Their ministry was not personal choice, but God's divine appointment.